Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful and deep Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Ato Yisrael. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Ekev, which was the 20th day of the month of Av, and the Rebbe actually said two Chassidic discourses. This is the second Chassidic discourse in the year Tavshin Chavzayin, 56 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Chafav, and it came out as a countryist in the year Tavshin Memtes, 34 years ago. So again, the, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse that says, the Atta Yisrael, and now Jewish people, Mo Hashem Kecha Shoyal Mimcha, what is God asking from you? Kiim, he's asking for one thing, a simple thing, Liyira, to be in awe of Hashem. That's the verse. So the Talmud says, what does the verse say? What is he asking from you? To be in awe of Hashem? So the Talmud says, really? To be in awe of Hashem? That's a simple thing? And the Talmud answers, yes. To Moshe Rabbeinu, it's a small thing. That's what the Talmud asks and answers. Rebbe said it's known, the point that they, 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 they bring out over here is, it says, what is God asking from you in the verse? In other words, everybody, every single Jewish person. So what's the response? For Moshe Rabbeinu, it's a small thing. But, but how about for everyone else? Is it small or is it big? That's question number one. Also, we have to understand, it says in the Talmud that a person is obligated to make 100 blessings every day. Now, how do we know you're supposed to make 100 blessings every day? Based on this verse. Because the verse says, Yisrael, And now the Jewish people, Ma. Ma is translated as what? What is Hashem asking from you? So they say, and Talmud, don't read it Ma what, but read it Maya 100. So in other words, Hashem is asking from you, what is Hashem asking from you to what? To recite the 100 blessings. Now the Marsha, which is a commentary in the Talmud, writes, the reason why that they learn it out, that, that Ma doesn't mean literally what is Hashem asking you, it means the 100 blessings, because according to the simple understanding, being an Ovasham is a very hard thing to do. And therefore they say, yeah, to be an Ovasham is a hard thing to do. They say it doesn't mean to be an Ovasham, it means Hashem is asking you to do a hundred blessings. And to make a hundred blessings every day, that's very easy. And when you make the hundred blessings every day, it's going to bring you to be an Ovasham. So again, so to be clear, so the Talmud says that how do we know make a hundred blessings? Because it says ma, and we read meya. The Marsha explains why. Why is the Talmud have to? Why, why does the Talmud say this? Because since it says it's like an easy thing, so we know being Ovashim is not easy. So they came up with an idea. No, when you make a hundred blessings, that will bring you, which is easy, and that will bring you to be an Ovashim. So the Rebbe asks the question. One second. What is the power? of a hundred blessings, that that's going to cause you to be an Ov Hashem. Question. Also, we have to understand that we know that any time you have multiple multiple commentaries and multiple insights in the same verse, there's a connection. So the question is, what is the connection between the idea of Yerush Hashem and the idea of a hundred brachas will bring you to Yerush Hashem? And what's the connection between these two insights? And others that were responding that, that the way uh, awe becomes a small thing is through blessings and, and has that connected to the idea and that in reference to Moshe is a small thing and with the blessings of don't read it Ma, but read it Maya. Okay. Shabbat goes on to explain it as follows. 
the difference <clears throat> between the literal translation of what is Hashem asking, asking for you, and the answer is what? To be in awe of Hashem. To the inside of the ma is not referring to the just the being in awe of Hashem, but a hundred blessings. And as according to the simple insight, knows what is Hashem asking you to do? He's asking you to be in awe of Hashem. And the response is that, yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu, it's an easy thing. In other words, so when you say, what is Hashem asking from you? He's asking you to be in awe of Hashem. But according to the insight, that Ma doesn't refer to Ma, what is he asking? It's referring to the hundred blessings. So the hundred blessings are is independent. So what is Hashem asking from you? Hashem is really asking you not to be in awe of Hashem. Hashem is asking you to make the hundred blessings. And through that, you're going to come to be awe of Hashem. And those, so whatever's explaining, it's in a fine point. We need to, I want to clarify one more time because it's going to be important as we go along. According to the first insight, what is Hashem asking from you? To be in awe of Hashem. According to the second insight, no, Hashem is asking you to do what? To make them a hundred blessings. The hundred blessings will cause you to be in awe of Hashem. That's one difference. Another difference. When we say, what is Hashem asking for you to do? So what does that mean? It's a, it's a simple thing He's asking you. Like the, the Talmud says. Um, it, it, it's like I said, is, is it a simple thing? On the other hand, a hundred is a lot of blessings. It's a hundred blessings. In other words, it's, it's, so, there, so therefore more... On the literal translation, it means it's it's it's, it's easy. A hundred is a lot. That's another difference, and especially the way it's explained in Chassidus that this that we went from ma what, and we turned it into may a hundred. They have to add a letter. What's the letter they added? They add the letter of an aleph, which is a, which aleph is aleph lamete. It's the same letters as pella as a wonder. What do you mean it's a wonder? It's referring to on a Kabbalistic level, it's referring to the light which hovers over, which is higher than coming into the world. So when you take the Aleph, which is a wonder, which is Soivib, you put it in, that's how you get the hundred blessings. So Ma means what? What is he asking you? It's nothing. But Ma is a hundred. It's huge. So we have to understand uh, you know, seemingly the difference between these two insights, they're opposites. In other words, this that we're saying that the hundred blessings come before the, being all of Hashem. Uh, so obviously, what's higher? Yira is very, very high. How am I getting to Yira? Is what? Is, is, is through the hundred blessings. So what we're establishing is that Yira, all of Hashem, is a high thing. The way we're getting there is through the hundred blessings. But nevertheless, how do you know that you have to make the hundred blessings? We learn it out from al Ma. Don't call it Ma, but call it a hundred. And in reference... To Ma, what does it say? What is Hashem asking from you? No, seemingly Ma, what is he asking? It's a small thing. So it's literally the opposites. Ma on one hand is a small thing. May on the other hand is a lot of blessings. But all, not only that, deeper is that May of blessings gets you to all, which is very, very high. But on the other hand, the simple insight of, of what is he asking to you, that all sounds like a simple thing. Okay. Rebbe says that it's brought down in the Hasidic discourses from the, the Tzamek Tzedek, who's the third Chabad Rebbe, and when he explains the verse, Ma Hashem what is Hashem asking for you? So he says, Ma, knows literally translated, what is he asking for you? What? Well, Ma, what is, ma means what? So the, the, the Tzamek Tzedek explains that Ma, what is Ma? Ma is bittel. Ma is acceptance. What's the connection with acceptance and 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 and, and ma? Because in the Torah it says, "V'nachdumo." What are we? That means we're we're, we're we're nothing. It's real, real bittel, real acceptance. 
And not only is it acceptance, the Hebrew word is bittal, but the translation, however you, whatever you, word you want to use, because bittal is a very hard word to really uh, describe or translate, but bittal is acceptance. He totally accepts It's less of the ego, diminishing the ego. So ma is referring to the acceptance, the essential, the essential acceptance, which means it's even higher than intellect, because intellect is all about I understand like this and you understand like that. The ego's there. And humility, it's above intellect. So where does acceptance come from? Where does bittal come from? Bittal doesn't come from intellect. Intellect is not getting you to bittal. Bittal, acceptance, comes from the essence of your soul. So again, so the waters of Tzimotech explain what does ma mean? Bittal, acceptance. And acceptance coming where from the essence of your soul. So therefore, what is Hashem asking from you? Ma, Hashem, what is Hashem is asking from you, Ma, to be bittal, to have the acceptance, and, 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 and to bring out the essence of your soul. You know, so Hashem is asking, don't, sometimes don't use your intellect. Don't use your emotions. Just accept what you have to. Ma, Hashem, Hashem is asking you, Ma, Hashem is asking you to be bittal. That's what the Samuel explains. In other words, and this, Bittal, this acceptance of Ma, which is a very, very high level and a deep level acceptance, every single person, every single Jewish person has it. We are from, where do we have it? Again, not intellect, not emotions. We have it from the essence of our soul. Now, this Bittal, this acceptance that we all have from the essence of our soul, it's concealed. Now, this concealment is not only because the animal soul is covering up the concealment, because the animal soul is all about arrogance. So not only the animal souls covering up this acceptance, but the truth is on its own, it's in a state of concealment. Why? Because it's higher than being revealed. Intellect, I think, you think, I feel. In Bittal, it's all about, it's all about, it's, it is all about concealment. And that's what Hashem is asking from, from us, that this Ma, this Bittal, this purity and this refinement that we have that's embedded within us it's, it's concealed within us bring it out reveal it live a life of a bit of acceptance in a revealed way and that's why the verse goes on to say Hashem, to be in all of hashem in other words because what's the source of acceptance the source of acceptance is yira not only the, uh, even, even a lower level of Yira, even a level of Yira to tell the lower level of Yira, because it comes from a total acceptance from the essence of our soul, which is called in Kabbalah Bittul the Ma, the acceptance on the level on, on the level of Ma. And like we know, the Rebbe says the difference between being an awe of Hashem and loving Hashem. Why? Because love. What does it mean? You love. You love something. So who knows? Love is all about existence. And what the source of love is in the revealed part of our soul. And since year is all about bittal, lack of self, acceptance, the source is in the essence of the soul. So love is all about self, I love. The first time, the first word in the sentence of love, it's usually I love. So love is all about self. Year is all about less self, you're in awe. And that's what they asked in the Talmud. Is Yira a small thing? In other words, it's possible to be, to be accepting that's very, very hard. Even though in this verse we're talking about a acceptance with a purpose. And as the acceptance, what's the purpose of the acceptance of the bittal, of the being in awe, is to be able to do the mitzvahs. Like it says clearly, to be in awe of Hashem, but so that what? The lechas with to go in the ways of Hashem. On the other hand, when it comes to the law for doing mitzvahs, 
So the author writes in Tanya, and he says like this, that the, the, the love that we have, that, that drives us, we love Hashem, to do the mitzvahs, that's very easy for every person to, uh, to, 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 to attain that love. Why? Because where does love come from? Love comes from understanding. So therefore, if your person meditates a little bit, about well, Hashem created the world, maintains the world, gives us our health, our happiness. Everything we have comes from Hashem. We're automatically going to love Him. Therefore, go on and do the mitzvahs. So the love to doing mitzvahs is easy. However, yira is thus the opposite. Yira is less of self. And it's the acceptance of the essence of our soul, which is above intellect. So that's not easy to, re- that's not easy to re- reach, reach that level through meditation. And that's why it says, is Yira such a simple thing? Again, to recap, because when it comes to love, it's all about, I love. It makes sense. I meditate, etc. So it's easy to come to, to love Hashem and therefore do the mitzvahs. But Yira, again, is all about less of self, and that's much harder. Now, so what is Hashem begging us? Take that internal bittle. Take that internal acceptance and reveal it. Now, in order to reveal the bittle which is sourced in the, in the, in the ma, the essence of our soul, which basically is the source of being in awe of Hashem. So how do we, how do we make that happen? And the answer is that comes with a push, so to speak, on, from, from our high, from our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And as we have to draw in above Ishtalshalas, above the regular channels, that a place where we can't reach. So how do we reach the place to bring in that power so we could have the years of Hashem? And that's where it comes when you make the hundred blessings. When a person makes one blessing, another blessing, you make hundred blessings, you will reach the level of Yira Bittel Farkadosh Baruch Hu. Why is that? What's the, why, why, why a hundred and not ninety or ninety-nine or a hundred and five? And the answer is because a hundred is connected to which sphere? It's connected to the sphere of Keter. Um, it's connected to the sphere of Keser. We know in Atik and Arach, it's all time, times a hundred. So yeah, it's connected to the sphere of Keser. And when a person makes a hundred blessings, and especially you make the blessing on doing the mitzvahs, you're actually drawing in from a place of a very, very high level, um, to draw down the light, which is a place where we cannot reach. And when you, when this, when this powerful energy of a Susa comes down, what happens is, what gets revealed is the acceptance of our soul, the Ma of the Neshama. Don't reach Ma, but Elamea. And this is the way you come to the ultimate being in awe of Hashem. And this is what it says in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's very, very easy. Why? Because to draw down an awakening from a heart, from a place we cannot reach, who can do that? Moshe Rabbeinu has the power to do it. And as we know that the, um, reference to the Torah, which is Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah, uh, we receive the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's basically coming from a level which is higher than And Rebbe goes on a step further and he says as follows. He, wa- he wants to add that there's actually an advantage in drawing down the Yisrusel Eila, which we do, we can accomplish through our hundred blessings, which, but, but we, there's an advantage when it comes through Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is all about what Torah. And, 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 and that's much higher and much deeper than drawing it down through the hundred blessings. Why is that? Because when you learn Torah, so it's, it's, it, you, you connect to Hashem in an internal way. Intellect, emotions, you're learning, you're, you're totally connected. And therefore, when you draw down the powerful light from Yisrus Leila, which comes through Torah, it actually gets internalized within you. Thus, like Yisrus Leila happens through an Aboida. So therefore, the awe of Hashem that comes through learning Torah, it's something what? Which gets internalized in a very, very deep, very, very deep way. 
So based on this, Rebbe explains very powerfully and says like this. Ma, which we said is, what is Hashem asking from you? Now we already have a Kabbalistic insight of Ma. Ma is referring to the essence of our soul, which basically that's the ultimate acceptance. That's the bitol, and that's the hero. How do we awaken that? Through the mayor, through a hundred blessings. And so there's two components. There's the essence of our soul, which is represented by the idea of Ma, and there's the hundred blessing, which is connected to Kesser. So the Rebbe says each one of these levels has its own has its own advantage. In other words, like, in other words, like this: this that the 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 bittel, the acceptance, the Ma that we all have, it's in a concealed state. What's our job through the blessings is to reveal it that we should live a life in a revealed way with acceptance. So in order to bring out this ma, the bittel that's in an internal way, in a revealed way, how do we do that? By drawing in the hundred, which is the hundred blessings. And that brings in the light, which is above the Well, how does the, how does the hundred have the power to bring out the ma, the bittel, which is from the essence of our soul? Because a hundred has that power. So from that perspective, the hundred is more powerful than the bittel. Because since we need a hundred blessings to get there, to draw out the mouth and the essence of the soul, obviously it's much more powerful. So therefore, since from that perspective, the power to draw out from the concealed bittel, concealed part of our soul to be revealed, we use the hundred blessings, and that's why ma is an expression of a small thing. And hundred is the complete number. Kesser, it's a hundred. So that's from that perspective. So from the one perspective is what's greater? The hundred. The hundred is a complete number. It draws its kesser and it pulls out the ma in an external way, in a revealed way. On the other hand, this that the light, which is above a shalshos, the idea of maya, a hundred, comes down in a revealed way down here. And, and why does it come down? To awaken and to reveal the ma, the, the bitter and the acceptance of the soul. Obviously, is why is it coming down? Because there's, there's something powerful in that mind, in the bit of the essence soul, that, the, that, that we have to reveal it. So therefore, from that perspective, what are we revealing? That we're revealing the treasure. The treasure is the ma. So on one hand, again, it's pros and cons. On one hand, the ma we said is much more powerful because that's what pulls it out. But on the other hand, the ma, the bitle is more powerful because that's what we're pulling out. But on the other hand, when we bring in the hundred the hundred blessings, the Kesser, to awaken the Ma that's revealed. So what happens is it actually creates an elevation in the hundred because since it came down to do a job and it was successful, so it gets elevated. K- heavy Kabbalistic stuff. So now we're going to explain this based on what is explained in the classic Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe Rashab called the Hemshach, a long Hasidic discourse, many, many uh, thousands of pages. And the Rebbe said it in the year Tough Reish Ayim Beis, and he explains like this, that the difference between Oyer HaMamali, the light that gets filled in the world, and the Oyer HaSoyer, the light that hovers over the world, is so, so the Oyer HaMamali means it, it's enclosed within the world. Oyer HaSoyer means it hovers over, it's too powerful to be internalized. So the, this difference between the two Oyer HaMamali and Soyer is also in its source before the consumption. And it was, even though in theory you can say before the Tzimtzum it was all the infinite light of Hashem. So the Rebbe Hashem in this classic, powerful, Hasidic, deep Hasidic discourse says that these two components in Oyer HaMali, Oyer exist also where? In the source before the Tzimtzum. Now, and he explains. This that the Oyer HaKav, so in other words, when Hashem created the world, when he, he, what did he do? He had to create a big Tzimtzum. He created an empty space. 
And then from the end of space, he draw down a light, and from there started the whole Seder, Hishashos, etc. So this is the 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 Oyer Hakav, the light, which is basically like a line, that's connected to what? Oyer Hamamali, the part that comes into the world. It's a finite, it's a finite light, a finite kav, and from there comes Oyer Hamali, and there, that part comes into the world in an internalized way. And that gets enclosed within the vessels. In, in the, so that holds the vessels, that every light has a vessel. Now, why is that? Why does the cob have the power to create a finite light that can come into the vessels? Because, not only because, the simple answer, because it went through the symptom, you have the contraction, but there's not only because of the contraction. And here's the novel idea that Rebbe Shop says. Because also in its source, before the contraction, before the symptom, there was a light that had a level of, of, of finite component within it. It's, it's mind-blowing. Because it's before the symptom, it's all infinite. But nevertheless, since it, cre- it after the symptom, it created a light which is finite, and that created a malay, obviously it exists, obviously on a, on a much deeper, finer level, before the symptom. And that's why, for example, before the symptom, you also have, in Hebrew it's called, Esther Sfirot, Ten Sfirot, Hagnuzois, that are, that are hidden. So in other words, in the light before the symptom, there is a certain component of the Ten Sfirot, which are Gnuzois, otherwise you wouldn't have it down in this world. However, before the symptom, the finite part was concealed. And that's why it's called esospheres, but that gnu is the hidden. They're hidden. It's hidden that it's that it's that it's, that, that, it's, that it's finite. After God made the tzimtzum, and after you have the limitation, <clears throat> it becomes revealed through the tzimtzum. So the tzimtzum, basically, what they're saying here is a it's a, it's a brilliant idea that the tzimtzum, what it does is it reveals what was concealed before, and be, so in other words, ten spheroids. In this, it comes down on a very, on a very physical, finite level. Every line has a vessel. In its source, before the symptom, the way you normally think is, it doesn't exist. That was the, pro, pro, the power of the symptom. Here they're saying, no, no, no. The power of the symptom is it took something that was concealed and revealed it. So you also had the ten spheres in a hidden way before the symptom, and because you had it before, after the symptom, it's able to come into a vessel. Now, the reason <clears throat> why this light is finite. Knows how do you get a light that should go from infinite to finite? Knows what's the idea of a light? A light means that it's it, it's it's uh, cleaving to 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 its source, and it has the same components of the source. So where do you get before the symptom a light that 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 can be that can be finite? And Rebbe explains based on Rebbe Shabi says because what is the purpose of that light? The purpose of the light was to give light into the world. So even though the light is connected to, to the to the source, and even though it's it, it's the same components of the source, but since the purpose was to give off light to the world, so it already had the components of the ten spheres in a concealed way. And so this is the difference between the infinite light, the infinite light, which is the source of Oyer HaSavir, which after the Simpson there's still a light that hovers over, and the Oyer HaGvul, the finite light, which is the source for the Oyer HaMal, the part that comes into the, into the world. In other words, because the infinite light, it's not, the purpose of the infinite is not to give light into the world. Because of the proof that it doesn't come into the world. It's Savir, it hovers over. The infinite light is, it basically reveals the essence. You have the essence, and it reveals the essence. But it's not there to give light into the world. 
Now, even though this revelation to reveal the essence is for a certain intent, because Hashem doesn't have to do anything. So why do he have to have the light to reveal its essence? What was the point of revealing the essence if, Hashem, if it's not doing anything? But the, the purpose of the revealing of the light is there should be some type of relation not to give off light, but to reveal the essence. So in other words, in before the Timson, you have the light, which basically just reveals the essence, not to create and not to come into this world. And therefore, in this light, there, there's no reason to be any any finite measurement, etc., or, or ten years, even in a concealed state. Because it, it, that's not the reason for the light. The light is revealing the essence. Whatever the essence is, it reveals it. And even after <coughs> the light shines into the vessels and into the world, as we know, it's, it doesn't it doesn't enclose itself within it and just hovers over its slave. So the first type of light is what? It just reveals the essence. And because it reveals the essence, it's, re- it's just revealing the essence and therefore this never becomes, it cannot be internalized because it's not the purpose. On the other hand, the light that was that was given off to create the world, uh, even though the light in its source, it's cleaving to its source, it's part of the source. But since the intent of that white light was to create the world, so therefore the world exists on some superior level. So therefore, even before the symptom, even before the contraction, and over there, it's not possible that that level of light cannot come into the world from before the symptom. But nevertheless, in its concealed state, there is some kind of finite component. And that's why it's called Esospheres Agnusis, the ten spheres which are hidden. And after it comes into the world, yes, it does internalize within them. Now, so what we learned here is such a powerful Kabbalistic idea that in the light before the tzimtzum, there's the light that just shines of which represent the shines off of the essence, and then there's the light that for ultimately for the creation. So the part that's shining just from the essence that will never be able to be internalized, and that's why till today it's Ayurasavyev. Versus the light that eventually comes internalized, so I'll be there, even though it's part of the essence, but since its purpose is, so it already had the components of the essence so in a concealed way, and that's why in this world it can come internalized. And he goes on to explain that Rabbi Hashem in the Discourse, a parable, with our kochot, with our powers that we have, because we know the famous saying, it says, from our flesh we see godliness. So all these deep ideas, we have to see some kind of analogy in our life, in our structure. So where do we see that? That's the difference between the power that we have of Ratzayin, will. We all have will. You want to do something, which is basically part of Keter. It's the, in in Keter, there's Tainig, uh, Atik and Arich, Tainig and Ratzayin. So we have will. And then you have all the other attributes. Chachma Minadas, Chesed Bort Veres, Natschad Yisrael, Malchus, etc. So well, these two deep ideas we just learned, you'll, we'll see it now the way it plays out in Rotzain, our will, and the other attributes that we have. And he explains it this. This that all the attributes that we have, Chacham Bin the intellect, the emotions, etc., and they come and they're involved, they get, they get involved in, 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 our, in our physical body, body. So that's, that's, that's compared to the Oyuhamale, the light that fills the worlds. So you have the light that fills the worlds, and we have the intellect, which is which is defined in our intellectual capacity to comprehend things, understand things, our emotional feelings, etc. That's one part. And then we have our will. Our will, you can't explain or feel the will. It's a will. It's makif, it hovers over us. Just like the Ayur that hovers over the world. Now, why is that? 
Because all the attributes of intellect and emotions, even before they come into the body, they are they exist, so to speak, outside the soul. And therefore, since it exists, it exists outside the soul. So when they come into the body, they get enclosed within the body. So knows the reason why the koiches of intellect and emotions are able to be independent because it's in its source they're already independent. On the other hand, the will has no really existence. Will is basically just a, a, the way the way the, the way you're um, say in Hebrew translate the way the soul is is leaning. Whatever whatever the soul is, um, it's just representing what, it's an expression of the soul. So therefore, even when it comes into the body, it doesn't get enclosed at them because it hovers over it. So those two powerful ideas that we just learned about in, in before the Timson plot, we see it in, our, in will, 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 and all the other attributes we have. And he continues on to explain the Hasidic discourse. The same applies on the in the parable on high. In other words, and he gives the example of the difference between Torah and Mitzvot. Where do we see this in reference to Torah and Mitzvot? Because what is Torah? Torah is the Chachma, the intellect of Hashem. Which basically means it's an independent existence. There's intellect, there's Hashem, and then there's intellect. And so therefore when it comes down to this world, a person that's learning Torah, so since the intellect of Hashem is, so to speak, something external of Hashem, I mean, everything is part of Hashem, but like it's represented in an external place, so therefore we can go ahead and internalize it. Like it says, The Torah comes into my insides. So Torah is external, and therefore we can internalize it. Mitzvah, on the other hand, is the will of Hashem. Hashem wants us to do this, and doesn't want us to do that. So what is the will? The will is revealing the essence of Hashem. So therefore, when it comes down into this world, and we do a mitzvah, so how? what's our connection to the mitzvah? Not we understand it and we feel it. Some maybe we do, but it's not the real point of the mitzvah. The purpose of mitzvah is we're doing the will of Hashem. And the real light of the mitzvah, we don't feel it. <clears throat> now, this that when a person does a mitzvah, the person becomes refined. The fact that you do mitzvahs, you become refined. You become refined, you remain being. As the, as the fact is, as the famous expression says, mitzvah geireres mitzvah. You do a mitzvah, why do you want to do another one? Because the mitzvah refines you, and if you want to do another mitzvah. So, the Rebbe says that it's not that it affects an internal change, it's the light, the light and the energy of Mitzvah is so strong, and therefore you want to do another one. But you don't really feel the light, because it takes you over, like Sayyidim, it takes you over, it's over, you're doing a Mitzvah Hashem, but you don't internalize it. Just like will of the human being, that even though the will affects us, but it's, it's not revealed, you want to do something, but why? You don't know why, it, it's, it's pushing you. So the Ratzah in the will that we have pushes us, but it's not internalized. And also mitzvahs, it, it woos us over and we want to do more, but then we can't internalize it. And it continues on in the Chesedic Discourse of Rabbi Rashab at the end. Over there where he explains this verse of Ati Yisrael. You now, uh, Jewish people, what is Hashem asking from you? And he says, don't say ma, what, but say may a hundred. And he explains that in order that it should be revealed to us, the will of the mitzvah, since we cannot be revealed because it's too powerful for us, has it happened by doing the blessing on the mitzvah. 
And that's why he says it's an obligation of us to make a blessing, a hundred blessings every day. And we learned already, a hundred is connected to the idea of Kesser, which is Ratzayin. And through the fact that we make the hundred blessings, and especially make the blessing on the mitzvah, what happens is we, 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 we internalize um, the will of Hashem in a revealed way. So here, what we learned is something very, very powerful, and it's really, really important to know this. What Rebbe is saying is like this. When it comes to learning Torah, you internalize it. You internalize it. It's powerful because why it's coming from an external part of Hashem. When you're doing a mitzvah, so in one hand it's much more powerful because it's the will of Hashem, but you can't internalize it. But we have an opportunity to internalize the power of the light of the mitzvah by doing what? By making a blessing beforehand. Why? Because the hundred, like you said, the hundred blessings are connecting to Kessel, which is the will of Hashem. And by making a blessing, you draw that powerful light in an internalized way. So I think this will add a whole new dimension in, 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 in appreciation and connection when you're making a blessing before you do a mitzvah. Because when you're making a blessing before you do a mitzvah, which by the way, learning Torah is also the part of Torah is, learn, is a mitzvah. And when you make a blessing before you learn Torah, any mitzvah that you do, what you're doing is you're taking the will of Hashem that really hovers over you, and you're able to internalize it. The mitzvah becomes a whole different mitzvah. That's why it's important to make the blessing and to have kavanah in the blessing. Because that will allow you the opportunity to internalize it. Now, so I'm ask a question. One second. <clears throat> If you look at the Rebbe Roshav's Discord we just learned, what is he explaining? He's explaining the idea of makif, it hovers over, which is soivev, and pnimi, mamali, internalize. And so he gives an analogy. What's the analogy that he gives? He gives the analogy of rotzain, will, which is connected to makif, and he gives the analogy of seichel, which is connected to what? To, to an internalized way. In other words, the, which is connected to the idea of over mamali or soivev. So, Complete. We have a complete, complete understanding of the light before the tzimtzum. The part that's that the part that's an expression of the inner insight, which is the, we, we, and the part which is for the creation of the world. So it's enough to bring the the analogy of rotsin and seicha. The question is, why does he have to bring the example of Torah and mitzvahs? Obviously, it's a beautiful example and it's true. But why does he have to bring the example? Obviously, he must be bringing some another point out. And Rebbe explains the reason why he brings it is as follows. And he gives an introduction that, <clears throat> that we know that this that Hashem created the world, why did Hashem create the world? So it says, Bez, Bereshis. For two reasons Hashem created the world. He created the world for Torah and for the Jewish people. The purpose of creation of the world is for two reasons, for the Torah and for the Jewish people. Now what does that mean? <clears throat> it's not only for creation, the physical structure of the world, but for all the revelations that the world brings. The purpose is to create the world, to have the world, but all the revelations of the world. And not only to reveal everything in the world, but also the revelations of before the symptom. The goal of Hashem creating this materialistic world where God is concealed is so that everything should be revealed in the world, even the revelations before the symptom. Even the revelation of the infinite light, which only reveals the essence. So the purpose of creation of the world is for the world, all revelations, revelation before the symptom, even the highest level that we just learned, which is the light which express, which is, reveals the symptom. Why is that? Because by the by, by creating the revelation of all the these levels in the world in the world, you're able to have a creation of the world, and also the revelation 
which is not for creation of the world, but just that reveals the essence of Hashem, because that's what God wanted. He wanted that every single level should be revealed into this world. Now, since Hashem created the world for Torah and for the Jewish people, so therefore, all the revelations is for the Torah and for the Jewish people. So what he's saying is like this, powerful. What is, why did Hashem create the world? To everything should we reveal into the world. What? Even the highest levels like we learned before. And since it's all created for Torah and the Jewish people, so therefore he gives the example of Torah and the Jewish people, since ultimately it's for the Torah and the Jewish people. So based on this, Rebbe explains this powerful, and he says like this, that the internal reason that these two levels of Soivev and Mamali come down into the world and is revealed in the world, which basically means the revealing the essence, the revealing the essence and revealing the part which is for creation of the world, is because in Torah and in the Jewish people you have these two you have, you have these two examples. In other words, these two ideas are in Torah. <coughs> Where do you have these two ideas in Torah? So you have the idea of Torah, which is more like Mali, we comprehend it, and then you have mitzvahs, which more hovers over. And in the Jewish people, you have it as well. You have the seichel, the part which we understand, we internalize, and you have the rotsin, which hovers over. And the Sargon says, this that that we have also, uh, intellect and we have emotions, that's mainly by the Jewish people. We are called Adam, and therefore you have it also what? In the nations of the world, not only intellect, we have emotions as well. So based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully, and he says like this. This that in the Rebbe Hashem's discourse, he brings the analogy of Soive that hovers over and Mali internalized, and he brings it the example from Rotzoin, the will, uh, which 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 is an expression and seichel, which is internalized of human being, and from there he goes on to bring an explanation, and uh, as well as from mitzvahs and Torah, is to to hint to us that the source of the two revelations, in other words, in the source before the tzimtzum, the revelation of its source and the revelation <coughs> to create the world is comparable to those two ideas in Torah, Torah and Mitzvahs and the Jewish people, intellect, intellect and will and this will help us understand deeper these two revelations in other words, that not only do we have <coughs> the, revel- the revealed part but we also have the same components in Torah and the Jewish people because the fact is that Torah and the Jewish people are source is in the essence of Hashem. So based on this, Rebbe explains what it's known that when it comes to us, an awakening from high, a powerful revelation from on high, that comes on its own, and, uh, and it comes to awaken, it's to awaken us up, it, 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 it comes from a place that we can't reach. So seemingly, they're asking a simple question, said, what are we saying? It's an awakening from high that comes to waken us up from a place that we can't reach it. so, so high. So seemingly, one second, the fact that we can't reach it, why is that? Because obviously, from that level, this, it, it, this from the highest level, this level is nothing. And a step further, it says, not only that for creations it's nothing, <clears throat> And the reason why it's nothing because the source of Soivev, 
that from here comes down the the the, the source of the sushla ela, and that the that that's from a light, not to create a, to, to 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 create the world, but it only reveals the essence like we were on, like we learned before. So how do you have that to come down from there, sushla ela, to waken us up? If it's from such a high level, how's it coming down? If it's so high, how does it how does it have the power to wake it? Knows, if what's the highest source? It's just revealing its essence. So if it's revealing the essence, how can it even how can it even relate to this world and wake it up? So based on this, Rabbi explains beautifully, he says exists that <clears throat> the mere fact that this powerful light, what is the powerful? Light? It reveals the essence, and that's an example the way we have it in, by us in the Jewish people, our will. So therefore, since we're able to find that powerful level in the Torah, which is ref- which is referring to the idea of the mitzvahs, but also in the Jewish people, we have the will. So what do you see from here? That the whole intent of that original, re- allowing it to reveal its essence, is for the Jewish people. And because it's for the Jewish people, you're able, we're able to re- receive that awakening from high, from that high level, in order to awake us, awaken us up. So what they're saying is a powerful idea. He's saying this. On one hand, if it's so high, how can it wake us up? Service so no, we do find it on, a, on a, a certain level within us. What is the level within us? Our will. Our will expresses who uh, the soul. So we do have a connection. That's why it has the power to waken us up. And everybody would like to add as follows. When we draw in that powerful level, this Uruselela with a very, very high level, to awaken us up down here, it actually elevates the, the, that high level as well. And from the place where it's coming from. Why? Because, because, because when it comes down into this world and it, and it does its admission, what, what happens is gets, what gets revealed, it gets revealed its ultimate intent. And it gets revealed that you have this component in the Jewish people, and the Jewish people's source is in the atmos of the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Basin never explains, that's why it says, V'ati Yisrael. And now the Jewish people, Ma Hashem, what is Hashem asking from you? Al Tikri Ma, don't say Ma, what is he asking from you? Alamea, a hundred. In other words, this, that, what's written is, what's written? Ma, Mem Hey. And what is the, how do you read it? Mem Aleph Hey, a hundred. Now we know when you have something which is written and you have something which is which 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 is said differently. So obviously the part that's written is concealing. It's concealing what you're actually going to say. So the part that's written is the concealment. And what's the concealment, ma? What's the revealed part? Is the hundred? Why is that? Because a hundred is the part which is basically slave of it hovers over, and the source. It's revealing the essence. It's revealing the essence. And ma is what? Is the, the concealed part of the soul, which is concealed. So beautiful. So the ma is, con, is, is the part that's, con, that's written. That means concealed part. That's the part in the soul that's concealed. The hundred is the part that's revealed. And that's the blessings that we make to reveal what's concealed. So what happens is when the soul becomes a creation of Hashem, and then what happens is the ma, the, 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 the acceptance, the bittal is, is, is in a concealed way. And in order to bring it out, you have to say the hundred blessing that reveals what's concealed. Now this concealment is really lower than the revealed part. 
and as we know that um, that the, the, the truth is that the part that's written is actually higher than the part that's revealed so you can say that the concealed part of the ma the concealed part of the acceptance of the soul <clears throat> and by 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 based on what what what, what the name is that it, it's saying that it's a sieve that's concealed in other words that's because the soul is actually sourced where in the concealed the essence of the concealment of Hashem and ever said he liked to add that this that the hundred the hundred which is the 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 part that you read out of of the concealed part because when you you uh, you say the hundred blessings. And you say the hundred blessings to awaken the concealed part. The concealed part. What's felt? It's felt just like the revelation of the concealed part of the Jewish people. And the same thing Rebbe finishes off, and he says the same thing also applies to the Jewish people themselves. That when the soul shines in the body, and in the body, that's the part that Hashem really, really chose, because He chose the the, the, the physical body. Which is, is technically similar. It's, it, it's similar to the physical world. So what happens then is the soul gets elevated, uh, and same thing also. What's going to happen in Mashiach comes that what's, the, the soul is actually going to benefit from the body, even though the body looks like it's only the body and the soul has the real power. When Mashiach comes, it's going to get revealed as the body has the real power. And I finish up and he says like this: It should be the will of Hashem. And very very soon, the promise is going to be is going to be fulfilled. And as the promise is, that all those that are passed away are going to wake up, and the Balei Lula uh, is, going to, is going to be amongst them. And we're going to go all together, standing upright to Eretz HaKodesh, with Mashiach coming. And as Rebbe classically finishes off, Didan, Mamish, in our generations, literally right here and right now. So here you have a very, very powerful, deep Hasidic discourse with many, many powerful insights, Kabbalistic teachings, etc. And I think one of the, uh, I mean, one of the basic takeaways over here is that we have to realize the real power that we have by doing a blessing, because the fact is that the, we have within us acceptance, and that's a, the, one of the biggest gifts. But to bring out the acceptance, we do it by making a blessing. And by bringing a blessing, we actually bring out the acceptance. But the Rebbe explained even deeper, he said, is that what happens is when we go ahead and we, um, and we, and we, 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 make the, we make the blessings, what we're actually reaching is a very, very, very high level. But more importantly, we're able to take something which is not internalized, which is basically our rot sign, which is on the spiritual level, it's referring to the revealed part of the, of the essence, which normally cannot be internalized through making a blessing. We literally internalize the highest levels within us, and that will bring us to the greatest being in all Farkas Baruchu. So let's hope, as Rebbe finished off the Chassidic discourse, that um, God willing, we're going to have the uh, the promise that ev- all the everyone's uh, everyone is going to be woken up. We're all going to go to uh, to Eretz Hakodesh with Mashiach, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Eretz Hakodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.